here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor Marcus Mosher. Was there any anxiety at all, or did you feel like, you know, comfortable that it was going to get done? Um, I was actually surprised coming into, uh, uh, coming out of year three, going into year four. Uh, you know, you, you dream about this, you know, when you're a little kid and, um, and through the season. Uh, but um, I'm excited, definitely excited uh, to continue my career here, um, continue to work hard and, and prove the coaches, prove this team, you know, um, that, uh, you know, that I'm invested and uh, I'm going to continue to get better. Well, that right there is Raiders left tackle Colton Miller. And if I'm being honest, Marcus, when I pulled up the Colton Miller press conference and I heard him admit that, I was a little surprised. I, I got to say, my antenna went up. I think, I think I'm trained to think that way now. It's like, what are the Raiders screwing up? Um, but, you know, as I kind of look at this player a little bit more, so Miller's deal will pay him up to $18.5 million per season, keeps him in Vegas until 2025. He's a guy that I think probably some people are ready to call a bust right based on where mm-hmm. he was drafted but he's definitely gotten better year to year if you look at it and he's he must be the he must be a guy the team really likes he's one of the few offensive linemen they've decided to keep this year um so what do you think about miller and this extension that he got yeah first and foremost anytime somebody offers me 45 million dollars guaranteed i would be surprised and shocked too so <laughs> sure, uh, sure, I, I, get, sure. I get that part of it uh, yeah, Colton Miller's interesting because the Raiders kind of reached on him in the 2018 draft. Uh, he battled through some pretty severe leg injuries, uh, only missed two games over the last three years and just continues to get better and better. So I think the Raiders knew that Miller is part of their long-term future, and that's why they wanted to lock him up. A uh, couple really interesting notes, Ryan, on Colton Miller, first and foremost. He is the first pick from the 2018 draft to get a contract extension. I think that's at least noteworthy. Yes. And then on top of that, he is the first first-round pick from the Raiders to get a second contract since the team took Darren McFadden in the 2008 draft at number four. <laughs> McFadden got a one-year deal, uh, and then they moved on from him after that year. So the Raiders have not had a lot of success in the first round. Miller is one of their success stories. So clearly they just want to buck that trend, right? They want to buck that narrative and they want to say, yes. okay, we're, we're signing one of our guys. And the other thing is Miller is really liked around that team because again, he battled through some pretty bad injuries uh, and continued just to go out there and play and got better every year. I think the Raiders like rewarding players like that. Uh, so it's not surprising at all that Miller got a big contract extension. Well, every week I think we come on here and I and I ask the same question about the defense. I go, Marcus, what are we going to do at safety? Marcus, what are we going to do at safety? But, <laughs> but speaking of the offensive line, speaking of Miller, I mean, obviously the Raiders have made a ton. Of, they've, they've cut or traded four of their five starters from last year. So, they, you know, I mean, seems bad. Yeah, it seems bad. And <laughs> while I keep harping on defense, reading your stuff on Raiders Wire lately, Looking at the draft board, it continues to get shaken up, and there there were some moves that kind of just started happening right before we started recording that. I want mm-hmm. to get to here coming up, but it's it's starting to feel like defense on day one. There's not as much buzz around that as the Raiders maybe going O line on day one. Right, might be boring for fans, but that might be the best value in yes. round one, given how this draft is going to go. I think some of these big name O line guys, like you wrote about Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. 
I saw another mock draft had Rashawn Slater of Northwestern mm-hmm. guidance, probably top two on the board, sliding down to the Raiders oh, at 17. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of buzz around the Raiders going O-line there with that pick 17, right? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, and there's two different ways that we can look at it. I think the the offensive lineman obviously is a huge need. They just have a massive hole at right tackle. And there's going to be guys available that are worthy of that spot. You mentioned Slater and Elijah Vera Tucker. I also think Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State would be a fantastic option there as well. Uh, the Raiders know that one defensive player in the first round and the middle part of the first round isn't going to solve their defense. But if they can find a long-term starter at right tackle and protect Derek Carr or whoever is that quarterback, that's probably the best option to go. And then the other part of this, Ryan, is, listen, we talked about safety. It's obviously their biggest need on defense right now. But there's nobody that's worthy of a top 20 selection at safety in this year's class. The top safety is uh, Trevor Morig from TCU. I don't think that's an option. I think he's more of a late one, early day two guy. So just in terms of value, offensive line is it's going to be a better player available. And it's a spot that the Raiders need to upgrade as well. All right. Look at you saying Derek Carr, if it's Derek Carr. (laughs) So, okay, I see what you're doing there. So Sam Darnold got traded to Carolina. It's interesting that it's one less team. So we now we know that the Panthers will not be drafting a quarterback in the top 10. So that changes things a little bit. It's going to change how teams approach that thing. And could it change the way the Raiders approach it? Could it change John Gruden's thinking? Could he enter the quarterback fray, Marcus, if one of these guys, Fields, Mac Jones, someone starts to slip? And it would, I wouldn't put it past John Gruden to fall in love with a quarterback and move up <laughs> if one's there, would you? No, I wouldn't at all. And again, I want to start by talking about Derek Carr. I thought he was fantastic last year. I thought it was the best year of his career. He was not the problem with this Raiders team at all. They had so many other needs, and he actually covered up a lot of them. However, it's worth noting that he has just two years left on his contract. uh, And after the 2021 season, there's no guaranteed money left in the deal. So they could actually cut him if needed and save about $20 million. Now, they're not going to do that but it's a very tradable contract. So if the Raiders did fall in love with a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, it would make it palatable to potentially trade Derek Carr. And I think if you're going to move on from Derek Carr, you need to get somebody that can really do something with his legs and maybe add value to the offense. And that's why I don't think Mac Jones is an option. I noticed you didn't mention Jones, so go on. Yeah, yeah. So Trey Lance, I feel like he's maybe the more John Gruden quarterback where big arm athletic, but might need a year or two to develop. And if you can get him, you know, by only having to trade up from, let's say, 17 to 12 or 13, I think that's interesting. Will the Raiders go in that direction? I'm not sure, but I do think it's potentially on the table now with one less team needing a quarterback inside the top 10. Two questions. If they is there any chance they would keep Derek Carr on the roster and move up for a quarterback? And would that yeah, piss Derek Carr off? <laughs> would he be able to handle uh, that? Is there a chance, Ryan, that Mike Mayock and John Gruden sat down this offseason and thought, you know what, Derek Carr is a really, really good quarterback. But for us to compete over the next decade with Kansas City, we've got to get somebody who can be electric like Patrick Mahomes. And if he's available, let's go get him. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure that's what the Raiders are going to do. But that had to enter their, you know, their thought process, correct? It would be crazy if it didn't. No, they would, they would have to talk about it. And I guess the uh, the last question, real quick, is the price tag. 
Now we saw what the 49ers gave up to get into the top three, and that's not what we're talking about here. But we it was also pretty expensive for the Dolphins to bump up from 12 to 6, so I'm sure the Raiders would have to give up a couple picks, probably a first-rounder. What do you think about that? It, it's tricky, because if they have to go to like 12 or 11 or even 10, it shouldn't cost the first-rounder. I would think that would cost maybe a second, maybe a couple threes, because you're not having to go up so high, but... Uh, the Raiders do have a lot of extra picks in this draft, partly because they traded away their entire offensive line this <laughs> offseason. But, yeah, I would say to go from 17 to, let's say, 11 or 12, I actually don't think they'd have to give up a first-round pick, and I think that's what makes it uh, maybe an attractive move for Gruden and Mayock. Now, I haven't asked Marcus about safety yet, but that don't put it past me. I want to talk about the defense here. We'll do that coming up next. All right, another one of my favorite articles on Raiders Wire this week, Marcus, was how this team, how the team has kind of gone nuts at defensive tackle. And it reminded me a lot of a conversation I had with KD Drummond of the Cowboys Wire about bargain shopping. And the Raiders have gone bargain shopping at defensive tackle to the point where they have basically seven guys, Maurice Hurst, Kendall Vickers, David Irving, Solomon Thomas, Quentin Jefferson, the list goes on. They've got about seven guys competing for two or three defensive tackle spots, right? I mean, you can only have so many guys at this position. Mm -hmm. So all these guys are between the ages of 25 and 28, but it does kind of remind me of what your Cowboys are doing at the safety position, bringing in Keanu Neal and Deontay Kazee, right? Two guys that were just have blown yep. their Achilles. Not, yep. not quite the same thing as what the Raiders are doing, but similar. You're, you're trying to find guys on the cheap that could come in and compete and then make your decision and maybe cut guys loose in camp. How do you feel about that strategy for the Raiders at defensive tackle and this like kind of host of players they have at, at that position? Yeah, I don't think it's the worst strategy in the world because I'm not sure what their other options were. Leonard Williams was franchise tagged by the Giants and signed a long-term contract. Dalvin Tomlinson, the next best defense tackle on the market, got $11 million per year. And then after that, there was just such a massive drop-off. So in that way, I can't really blame them for not having a better defensive line room because there just wasn't very many options available. However, it's still not a very good defensive tackle group, and uh, that's going to be a problem. And the Raiders are hoping that they can find even just one guy out of that group that can be a reliable player. I do think there's some interesting names in there. But Ryan, if you had to ask me to, to bet on one of them, I, I don't know which one I would pick because they're all project guys that were in bad situations before or they underperformed in their previous stops. So it's not great. Well, that kind of sucks because I usually ask you about stuff before I bet on it. So <laughs> if you don't know who to bet on, then I, then I don't either. Nope. Trust me. Um, okay. So my weekly safety question. So is the plan to have Jeff Heath or, or Dalen Levitt start here, or are they going to actually use draft resources on this thing? Uh, I think that they're probably going to go into the season with Jeff Heath as their starting free safety. All and right. then so that of, sounds like a take right there. You, you have yeah, some yeah. knowledge And, and then, yeah, groom a, a day two or day three pick, but they need safety help. And unfortunately, the market is completely dried up, so... Ryan, I'm not sure what kind of shape you're in, but if you can run a little bit, you might be in contention to play free safety for the Raiders next year. I'll tell you what, as long as I don't have to throw anything, uh, I'm your guy. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, like, I can't even. I, they put me at second base in baseball. Uh, I'm like 6'3", around 200 pounds, so you know, on, on paper I look great, but I can't I can't throw a football more than five yards. It's you just, you just have to cover you got to cover like 50 yards of ground every play. It's no big deal. You, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is so <laughs> embarrassing. 
it's out of control. Um, okay, so there's a couple other topics on my list, and maybe we could kind of rapid fire through them. I saw that there's a 17th. Obviously, there's a 17th game now in the regular season. I saw that means a one million dollar bonus for Derek Carr. Uh, Sweet. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but Lots also, of good casinos out there in Las Vegas to spend it on. <laughs> there it is. Also, uh, Cleveland Farrell was named one of the worst draft mistakes since 2018. That one hopped off the page at me, Marcus, that headline. Yeah, it's not his fault that he got drafted at number four. I, no, think, she, I, I think he was somebody who was always viewed as a late first-round pick, early second-round pick. That's you know a guy that can do a lot of different jobs, but when you draft a guy inside the, the top five, you're thinking he should be the next – Joey Bosa or Miles Garrett or Chase Young, and he's just not that player. So uh, it was a, a big mistake by Gruden and Mayock to overdraft him. But again, not Cleveland Farrell's fault. Okay, cool. So I want to leave you with the final word, and you could do whatever you want. I want it to be draft-related. Uh, it could be Cowboys-related if you want. I was, I've was i been watching on Twitter, and it just seems like if the Cowboys go with inside linebacker, uh, quote-unquote, Micah Parsons, <laughs> that Cowboys Twitter and Cowboys Nation is going to riot and there's going to be mm. pitchforks and, mm. and all of that. So what's your thoughts on drafting an inside linebacker at all in the first round? I mean, is that kind of like running back? Is that is that a position that you just don't want to give up that kind of resource for? And what do you think about the Raiders? Like if, if Micah Parsons were to fall, do you resist the urge of going O-line, which is a desperate need for you? And maybe you see the talent there and you're like, oh, Micah Parsons, you know, and you go for that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with the Raiders part of it. I I think that would be a luxury pick this team can't afford right now. They just restructured the contracts of Nick Kowski and Corey Littleton, who they both signed last year. Uh, They re-signed Nicholas Morrow. They really only wanted to use two linebacker sets anyway. So drafting another linebacker high uh, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but in terms of just the, the linebacker value, I do view it a lot like running backs because they're just not all that important when it comes to, to winning games, right? They aren't protecting the quarterback. They aren't quarterbacks. They're not covering receivers, and they aren't receivers. So we know those are the five most important positions when it comes to football. It, it's just it's awfully tough to, to get behind that position, especially when you consider the the shelf life of these linebackers anymore just isn't very long because they get beat up so much. There's so much, uh, you know, force on their body down in and down out. I think you want to cycle those guys in and out and not spend a ton of resources on linebackers. So yeah, I think, I think any team drafting a linebacker inside the top 10, 15 picks uh, would be making a mistake. He's Marcus Mosier. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.